This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We continue to creep closer to the start of the NFL season. Preseason games going on. By the way, the players are already sick of the preseason. The preseason sucks, but the regular season football is the greatest thing on earth, and that will be happening very, very soon. Football is upon us, my friends. I'm Adam the Bull. This is the bullpen, and we got a lot to get to today. NFC North, it's a fascinating division. We're going to break it all down. In fact, if you look at last year, in the NFC North, the Vikings won the division going away 13-4. and four. The Lions solid in the playoff hunt to the last week at 9-8. and eight. Uh, They rallied late in the season, played much better. The Packers kind of collapsed late in the season, lost to the Lions in the last game of the year to not make the playoffs 8-9, and nine, and the Bears were an awful 3-14. and 14. But there's a lot of optimism with Justin Fields uh, and that team. Young quarterback, a couple of young quarterbacks, a couple of veteran quarterbacks, who do I like? Who's going to win it? We'll talk with Mo, Mark Potash of the Sun-Times, get his thoughts on the Bears, but we'll give you thoughts on all four teams in the NFC North on today's edition of The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. All right, let's start with the defending division champs. The Minnesota Vikings had a fantastic regular season last year. They finished tied with the San Francisco 49ers for the second best record in the NFC uh, behind only the Philadelphia the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles, who finished 14 and three. The Vikings, uh, when you go back to last year, remember they got they had a couple of games where they got blown out. They won all these close games. But when it came down to it, when it mattered against a very mediocre New York Giants team. Vikings could not get it done. They lost their first their playoff game 31 to 24, an extremely unimpressive performance after they had played such great football for much of the season. When you think of the Vikings, you think of Kirk Cousins. A lot of you watched as I did the quarterback uh documentary on Netflix that featured him as one of the three quarterbacks. Obviously Patrick Mahomes was the star, but the the, the number 2 star was was Kirk Cousins. And uh, he came off very good in that uh, documentary. But the reality is that in big spots throughout his career, Kirk Cousins has not lived up to the moment. We look back to the you know the way that game ended against the Giants. He didn't take the deep throw to Justin Jefferson through the short out. It wasn't deep enough. Not good. He didn't have a terrible game <clears throat> uh, against the Giants in that one, but it wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. And that's a giant team, in my opinion, that overachieved, had no business being in the playoffs, and I don't think they'll be in the playoffs this year. We'll see. I'm sure a lot of people in New York will disagree with me. 
but uh, I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs this year. Um, longtime veteran receiver Adam Thielen, now gone. He's been a, a key cog in that Minnesota passing game. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, since coming into the league three years ago, has been their star. But he's been, you know, the big number two guy uh, in that passing game, in that wide receiver room. But now it's changed. Um, they've got the youngster, Jordan Addison, who they drafted. They've got uh, K.J. Osborne, who they picked up a few years ago. They and, and at tight end, of course, they traded for T.J. Hawkinson. Um you know, during the season last year. So who will end up being that number two option for the Vikings? We don't know, but we do know that they've got the best wide receiver in football until proven otherwise. Uh, Justin Jefferson has come into this league and has dominated unlike almost anything we've ever seen. Uh, And so he is, and, and no matter who he's playing with, he's a threat. He can't be stopped. He can't be shut down. I think um, we'll, we'll see about Jordan Addison. He was, you know, he's a first-round pick this year. Um, so there's a lot of potential there. And there were moments last year, I think, where some of the other guys, like K.J. Osborne, showed you something. So there's some interesting guys. I do like their passing game. Uh, I think they may regret moving on from Dalvin Cook. I don't, I'm not as high on Alexander Madison as other people are. Uh, the rest of their running back room is kind of is all unproven guys, late draft picks, including Dwayne McBride, who was a, a seventh round pick. Uh, they got a bunch of guys that are very unproven. And Madison has his opportunity. I wonder if they'll regret it. That being said, I still think the Vikings are very good on that side of the ball. Defensively, you know, they, they've lost some guys up front, including Dalvin Tomlinson. Uh, I'm not so, I think they will be kind of middle of the road. Okay. Defensively. But the reality is it's all about offense in this NFL. It's all about your quarterback. It's all about throwing the ball. So you don't need, you don't need a great defense to win the Super Bowl anymore. You need an adequate defense. Uh, as great as the Eagles were last year, defensively, they didn't look great in the Super Bowl. You just need your defense to be solid, not kill you. Minnesota, um, Remains one of the top teams, uh, I think, in the NFC in the mix. But the NFC, I don't love any of the teams. Like, I think Minnesota's pretty good. And I think after a lot of years, I finally say, okay, you know, Kirk Cousins has proven he's a good, solid quarterback. He's probably the top of Tier 3 or the bottom of Tier 2. He's got to prove it when it matters. He does. There's no doubt about it. We've talked about that with... I've talked about that with Deshaun Watson. I've talked about that with Lamar Jackson. Talked about that with Justin Herbert. But those three guys haven't been around as long as Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has been around a lot longer. He certainly has to prove it. Uh, Should the Vikings be the favorites in the NFC North? Probably, yes. I think if you played the season 100 times, the Vikings would end up winning the division more than any other team. Um. Green Bay and Green Bay's got a, a you know Jordan Love's been there a few years but he's never really played. I have a lot of question marks about Justin Fields which we'll get to with Mark Potash. 
And as for the Lions, I know there's a lot of hype for them. They played really well at the second half of the year. <clears throat> uh, I'm I and and uh, Jared Goff helped me as my number two quarterback in fantasy football last year, but I don't trust him. He's very up and down from year to year. They don't trust him either. That's why they drafted a quarterback in the second round. He's not going to play this year, but or maybe it was the third round. I can't remember what round they drafted him, but it was high enough that it was like, okay, you know, like nice year, Jared Goff. We're not kind of totally buying into you. They have brought in a solid backup with Teddy Bridgewater. The Lions skill position talent is as good as it gets. I mean, you look at what they've got at the skill positions. It's it's fantastic. Um. And it, and if Jared Goff plays as well as he did last year, this year, then I think Detroit could win the division. They should be better defensively. I think their coach is a bit of a whack job. I don't know if I trust him in a big spot to make the right call. The team does seem to like him. I love Amon Ross St. Brown as their top receiver. He doesn't get a lot of the hype that some other good receivers do. They're very deep there. Jamison Williams of, out of Alabama was their first-round pick last year. Is finally, should finally be healthy. Marvin Jones is a really good, solid third wide receiver. They drafted a tight end in the first round. Sam Laporta, Jam, uh, uh, Jameer Gibbs, who was their top 10 pick, uh, looks like a, a, he could be a sensational player, but they still brought in David Montgomery there. It all comes down to, in, in the end, as it does in many cases, is Jared Goff good enough? Will he be good enough? He was last year to make them competitive. Is he good enough to get them to the playoffs this year? I'm not completely sold on that, which is why ultimately I'll pick Minnesota. I know, see, with Kirk Cousins, it's, there's levels to it, right? I know Kirk Cousins is good enough to get Minnesota to the playoffs. I don't know he's good enough to win in the playoffs. I know he's good enough to get them to the playoffs. I'm not sure Jared Goff is even good enough to get Detroit to the playoffs. Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Both teams got a lot of skill position talent. But I would lean towards Minnesota. I think it'll be closer. I don't think the gap, uh, you know, last year, the gap between... Minnesota and Detroit for first place in the NFC North was huge, right? It was, uh, what did it end up being? Four games? Yeah, four games. I think it'll be a lot closer. I don't think Minnesota's winning 13 games this year. I could see Minnesota winning 11 and Detroit 10, something like that. But I think it'll be closer. But ultimately, I would have to lean towards Minnesota to win the division with Detroit finishing second. Now, can the Bears get in the mix? Can the Packers get in the mix? Uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, we'll get to the, we'll get to the Packers in a little bit, the most unproven quarterback situation. But first, we're going to get to the Bears, and we're going to be joined by Mark Potash of the Chicago Sun Times. He covers the Bears. Justin Fields, I know him well from his time here at Ohio State. Here in Ohio, I'm not a believer in Justin Fields, the thrower. Can he have a season? Jalen Hurts, his first year didn't look good. They're in the same mold of quarterback. And then J Jalen Hurts took a massive jump last year and was an MVP caliber player. Can Justin Fields do the same thing this year for the Bears? And if he does, is it good enough for them to win the division? We'll talk about it next in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. All right, welcome back. It's the bullpen with Adam the Bull. We are looking at the NFC North today. We started with the defending uh, division champs, Minnesota. We talked about the Detroit Lions, and now we go to the Chicago Bears, a great fan base in Chicago, a fan base that's been looking for a quarterback for the for a thousand years. Uh, it's amazing. You know, we talk about this, Mark, here in Cleveland, where I worked at, like the Browns 
haven't had a great quarterback in forever, but obviously it's been the same in Chicago. And now the Bears fans are hoping that Justin Fields is finally it. In the second half of last year, he showed great potential with his legs. The passing game, not up to snuff. Uh, you know, we, we saw Jalen Hurts take a big jump last year. Uh, how optimistic are you that, that Justin Fields can take a similar type of jump with his passing ability this year? Uh, cautiously optimistic, uh, okay. cynically optimistic, uh, having been covered the Bears for a while. Yeah. Um, Justin Fields, you know, he has probably the greatest upside of any of the Bears quarterbacks of recent vintage, including Jay Cutler, just yep. because of his legs. But he really hasn't shown uh, in the passing game what he can do, nor has he really shown that he knows how to play quarterback, that he can actually that he under that he's good at the nuances of the position, pre-snap reads, uh, you know, mobility in the pocket, working the pocket, uh, finding the open guy late, the little things that make guys like, you know, Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes great. And, and, and those are things that you really can't tell in a preseason game or on paper. He's just got to do it. So he has, a, I guess what I'm saying is he, he has the potential to really be as good as people say and be the guy maybe more potential than the Bears have had in a while, but we just really haven't seen it. It's not like, it's not like uh, Herbert in, 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 in with the Chargers where you just know it's a matter of time before he reaches a level of great. He's shown enough uh, uh, efficiency in passing and as a quarterback that you know he's going to get there. It's just a matter of time. With Fields, you really don't know that yet, and that's why, that's why there's this kind of, I guess, cautious optimism in Chicago that it could happen. Uh, it- I agree with everything you just said there. It's 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 a fascinating situation because if you're a Justin Fields believer, then the limit is is unlimited. There's no limit like to how good he can right. be. If you think he could come around as a passer, then with his just physical talents, right? It, right, the guy can be sensational. But you mentioned something there, like you th- those natural instincts as a quarterback, the knowing when to throw it, when not, who to hit, you know, in those panic situations, not just running, but, hey, I'm I, I, I'm on the same wavelength with this guy. You mentioned Burrow and Mahomes who have that ability, and that what that's what takes them beyond, beyond just physical gifts. I don't know if you can teach that stuff. I, I think some – I think you either have it or you don't. Now, it could get stronger as you go along, certainly, but I don't know. Do you think that can be taught? That's always the interesting thing with and with yeah. any Bears quarterback. You know, that's that's the whole idea of instinct. Instinct is natural; it's innate. Right. Uh, and they always talk about you have to develop an instinct. That's kind of an oxymoron. So yeah. <laughs> in the NFL, usually it, it, what what you do is you surround the guy with so much talent that he he has no choice but to succeed, and he really doesn't need the innate things that. that so yeah, I do agree. You either have it or you don't. That doesn't mean you cannot succeed. But it just means uh, you have, I guess, a smaller window or you just need more help. And that's been done many times. Many quarterbacks have won Super Bowls with such a great supporting cast that they didn't have to have that you know, football gene or that QB gene uh, like Montana and Brady and, and Mahomes have to be good. So I do yeah, to answer your question along, in a long-winded way, yeah. I, I do agree that, that, it, that it is. Kind of, we just saw that with Trubisky. Trubisky was actually pretty proficient at, at one point in his career, but he never showed the instinct for the position. And we always right. wondered at what point will he, and they never could surround him with enough talent to make him good. Uh, and so, and so he flopped and, uh, and, and Fields is a step up. He's a different, I always say he's just a different animal than Trubisky yeah. athletically and just as a quarterback. But uh, to your point, uh, I do wonder whether, yeah, it just might, it just might so happen that he just doesn't have that instinct to, to like, you know, you know, make the throw at the right time, 
right. uh, uh, put the pressure on the do that Aaron Rodgers thing and put the pressure on the defense and make the make, make you play stupid. And and, and yeah, few yeah. quarterbacks can do that. And I'd say he, chances are that's it, I'm not sure that he can do that. All I'm saying is I still think he can be successful with the, the athletic ability he has, but they they have to surround him with a lot more talent than they had last year. No doubt. They they go and acquire DJ Moore, who's a really good receiver. I know Darnell Mooney had a disappointing season last year. The trade for Chase Claypool, I, I thought it was beyond stupid at the time. Uh, however, I mean, I still think he could be a decent player, especially if he's their third receiver. I think his wide receiving core, the, that top three, has potential. What do you think of it, and how does it look so far? Well, I think they do, but the, you really have to have – it's kind of weird, like – uh, especially with a guy like Chase Claypool, he's another guy yeah. who really needs to be surrounded by a strong, strong supporting cast yeah. for you to just to, for you to just be able to handle what he is all about. You know, I, I have no other, <laughs> I can't think of a way to put it. But um, yeah. and, and 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 not to pick on him, but you know, right right now it's just you know when when Mike Tomlin doesn't want you, what does that say about you? You know, what I'm saying we're, we're, we're at that mm-hmm. point now. Where we're wondering, you know, well, what you know, but but. Regardless, besides just Claypool, just in general, yes, about the you know the, the receiving core, it's better, it's good enough, but the offense has to be good as a whole. Uh, I don't think yeah. any facet of this team right now can make the offense better, including the quarterback. Eventually, this this offense has to reach a point where I always say we're like you know Fields can put it put this team on his shoulder and carry it. Right now, the offense has to carry the quarterback, and every other facet has to carry you know the the, the quarterback has to carry the receivers, the running backs have to carry the the, the quarterback. I mean, it's just they just need you know. Uh, um, uh, Luke Getzey is the most valuable player uh, person mm-hmm. in the and the Bears right now. Uh, it's all up to him to put it all together. They have better talent. These wide receivers are good. They're legit NFL guys. It's it's it could be a really good uh, receiving core, which they did not have last year. But yeah. um, a lot of things have to go right uh, for for uh, for it to to be good. At running back, they've drafted Rashawn Johnson this year. They brought in Deontay Foreman. I was a big Khalil Herbert guy. Uh, I thought he was impressive when I saw him last year. I thought he was much better than David Montgomery. And as a fantasy owner of his, I was frustrated that they used David Montgomery. Who do you think is it going to be a, a three-way timeshare, or, or what do you expect the makeup of the backfield to look like? I think it'll be a lot like maybe the Packers, what the Packers do, which is where Getzi's from, and you'll see Deontay Foreman and Khalil Herbert kind of sharing responsibilities. A lot of it will depend on who can protect the who can pass block better. I mean, right. that's a big factor. The but it's one thing we haven't talked about really is protection for fields, which is a key. sure. I'm sure you can get to that, but, uh, but anyway, with regard to the running backs, I think it's going to be by committee and it's, it's, they're trying to design their offense for, I think for two things. One is to be able to do like they did in green Bay and just throw guys in there. And they're always, you know, they're always have a certain amount of, uh, uh, proficiency and they're always good and use more than one guy. And so I, I think that's important. And, and just, and also they're, they're going to run the ball no matter, no matter how successful they are offensively, even when, even when they're throwing right. the ball like crazy, they're going to be running the ball uh, or when they're, when they're throwing the ball efficiently and, and prolifically, they're still going to be running the ball. So they need, they really need good running backs. They need a good offensive yeah. line. They need that. It's a, it's an important facet to the gets the offense that you're good right. at that. And it's not just something you can cast off as soon as uh, your quarterback, you know, becomes a 4,000 yard guy. Are you? Uh, is their offensive line good enough? Well, that's a big question. I can't say. I've seen too many times where it just hasn't yeah. worked out to be anything more than just you know hopeful. You know, I mean, like every yeah. like every fan is. Um, it's better than it was. They're they're much more. You know, at this point last year they were still mixing and matching in training camp, heading into like the first preseason game. They're a little more set. They've had one injury to Nate uh, to Nate Davis, their right guard. 
And and the backup, Lucas Patrick, is also injured. Uh, so they I have mm. Tyree Carter, uh, second year, seventh round draft pick in there now. That's you know not great. Other other than that, they are they have a chance to be really good on the offensive line when you consider that you know you don't need five all pros to be a good offensive line. No, you know Braxton Jones at, at uh, left tackle. Uh, it was a fifth round pick who proved himself worthy. You know, he's kind of like a second round pick now. He was good enough last year. He does, now he's got to be instead of being just good for a fifth round pick. Now he's got to be good. Will he yeah, make right. that next step? Yeah. Uh, 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 Darnell right on the other side is a rookie. He's the 10th pick in the draft. Sometimes those guys step right in and they are automatic. Sometimes they have a rough first year and then they become good. Sometimes right. they don't work out, right, which right. will he be? We just don't know. Uh, they're counting a lot on their offensive line, line coach, Chris Morgan to, to make a difference. He's been very good wherever he's been and he has done this before. Uh, so I think they will. Well, I think they will be significantly better if they stay healthy than they were last year in the passing game when they think allowed 58 sacks or the Bears offense allowed 58 sacks. I think it'll be better. But uh, will they be good enough? Um, that's, you know, uh, I, I hate to not answer the question, but we just don't know. Last thing, Mark, uh, on the defense, let's just a, a defense overview. Uh, what what are you excited about? What are you concerned about on the defense? Well, I think it, there's general excitement that this that this group can take the biggest leap. I know a lot of people are looking at the Bears' offense. I think the defense, at least at the beginning, will be the strongest part of this team. Um, they have fortified their defensive line. They now you know they signed Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, they signed Demarcus Walker, who is a much better addition when you have Ngakwe on the other side than he was when you didn't. Um, their linebacking core, if you consider, you know, not, not a great upgrade. If you consider Roquan Smith was there at the beginning of last year, but from the end of last year, Tremaine Edmonds is just a huge upgrade. TJ Edwards, uh, a, a big upgrade, but the biggest thing I think is, is some of their returning players. I think, uh, Jaquan Brisker, their safety, who kind of under the radar rookie last year, I think is going to take a huge step. He looks great in camp. He's just a, he's that kind of player. I've seen him many times. He, he's very comparable, uh, to Mike Brown, a safety the bears had in the early two thousands who, you know, would have played on their Super Bowl team if he would have if he would have stayed healthy. He's that kind of guy. Uh, Kyler Gordon, a cornerback who was kind of up and down, typical rookie. I think he's a guy people don't know about, or I think people will know about at the end of the year. In general, I think this defense will make uh, a big jump from they were last in the NFL in points allowed last year. Uh, they have legitimate hopes of being in the upper half of the league. I think that's the one thing, you know, I'm very usually very cynical. That's the thing I guess I believe in most about the Bears is that their defense will be much improved. Where is their most likely finish? Where where do they most likely finish in the NFC North, you think? Mark? Well, that's really hard to tell, as I'm sure you know, going through this yeah. series of years. is I think this is a year I've been watching the Bears for 60 years, and I can't think of a year where every single team could finish first or fourth, and it would not be a big surprise. If the Bears finished first, true. that would not be a big surprise in this division. If the Lions, the favorite, finished last, anyone who knows the Lions, they're as dysfunctional as the Bears over historically. Yeah. If they finished fourth, would that be a big surprise? No. No. Uh, people are already predicting a 13-win Minnesota team to like finish like 500. So this is such a wide-open division. Uh, that they could be anywhere from first to fourth. I have them pegged right now. They look like an eight and nine, nine and eight team in this division. Where's that going to finish? That yeah. that could be that could be you know first or last. Uh, I, I guess if you're if you're pinning me down, they look like a if it's going to shake out. And I don't know what the other teams are doing. Third place in the division. Yeah, like Mark, that. good stuff, man. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. 
All right, we'll wrap up our look at the NFC North with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I do agree with Mark. I think it's not crazy to think any team in this division can finish first or finish last, um, depending on how things go and how these quarterbacks play. We the, the, the biggest unknown, even though there's a lot of unknown with Justin Fields, is Jordan Love. Jordan Love, the new Packers quarterback, after decades of Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, the new guy is Jordan Love. How good is he? He was a first-round pick. It was three years ago. He's barely played. Uh, they have all, I mean, there's young guys all over the place when it comes to their skill position players. Um, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, those are most likely the top three receivers, all draft picks in the last two years. You do have the veteran backs in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and I think they will lean on those guys a lot. Uh, and they have a lot of former first-round picks on the, you know, in the starting defense. You have, I think, I want to say six or seven former first-round picks on the starting defense, including two guys last year in Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt, who were first round two first-round picks last year. Uh, they're, they're, I, I like their front seven. I think they're talented there. Not sure about the secondary. Uh, and there's a lot of unknown. They're hard to predict because I'm just not sure. I don't really believe in Jordan Love, but I again, the guy's barely played. So... I, I think with the Packers, it's it's a big-time guess. Uh, ultimately, I still think, as I mentioned before, I think the Vikings are the best team in this division. I'm going to go with the same order of finishes last year, Minnesota, which I probably shouldn't because things never stay the same. But I'm going to do Minnesota, Detroit, Green Bay, and Chicago in last. That's my projected order of finish. But that could certainly change. If Justin Fields takes a big leap as a passer, Bears could easily win the division. If Jordan Love is the next very good quarterback, the Packers could easily win the division. This could, uh, Jared Goff could be awful this year. I, I can't see Kirk Cousins being awful, but I could see him not being as good as he was last year or them missing the veteran presence of Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook, especially Dalvin Cook, or their defense not being great. All right, there you go. Uh, we'll do the N well, the final two divisions, the NFC West and the awful NFC South next week. Before you know it, the start of the season will be here. Thanks to Mark Potash for joining me uh, with his look at the Chicago Bears. And thanks to Monzo, as always, for producing. We'll talk to you next week. Everybody have a great weekend in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.